everyone, I'm Mike Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today's guest is Bill Jeffries from Freeman Water in Jackson, Mississippi. Hi, Bill. Hey. Bill's my southern brother from another mother, and I'd like to say I've known Bill for a long time. WQA connection, right, Bill? Actually, before WQA, you pulled really? me back in. Yes. Really? Jeez. I forget. I'm getting old. Well, I want to build a talk this morning because he operates a pretty large territory. And uh, we invited him to share how he operates a successful business with his territorial challenges. A lot of you that listen out there are, we're kind of a rural industry, right? And uh, a lot of guys have to run far to customers. And I suppose that uh, that happens with you, Bill. How did you get in the industry? Well, I was looking for a job back in 92, and my wife was cutting hair at a salon who had a friend. The salon owners had a friend that would come in and do work for him from time to time, and he worked for Pat Freeman and was looking for somebody. So that's how I got in. I was just needing a job. I had been let go from my previous job, and I just needed to work. So I came to work here in 92, and the rest is, as they say, history. I've been in it since then. And you, you purchased the business from Pat? 2017, that is correct. Wow, 2017, that's when we got our start here at Urban Aqua. See? That is correct. Yeah. It was, it was we, we worked unanimously on that and didn't know it. Hmm. Think about that. We just celebrated our five years. Can't believe it. I mean, it's like, poof, five years. What would you say your primary business is? Our primary business is portal exchange deionization, service DI. That would be our primary business. That's what we do most of the time. So you you have a DI plant in Jackson. We do. Mm -hmm. And uh, get out to your customers. So the exchange, the DI exchange is uh, for the uninitiated out there. It's almost like the, the milkman of pure water. You know, you, it is. You, yeah, you regenerate your tanks centrally because uh, you're using two different types of ion exchange, anion, cation. And but they can't be cleaned on site, so you have an on-site regeneration facility. Correct. Good. What's the largest size tanks that you run? I mean, the largest we run are, I think they're forty-two inch diameter stainless steel. Um, they hold about forty cubic feet. Good. That's big boy stuff. Yes, yes. We fill it with thirty-four. Is 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 how much we actually put in there? But so it you know it takes a trailer and forklift and that's the largest one we run do you do anything else besides the uh portable exchange i think you get in the ro and we do a good amount of reverse osmosis installations and service we do uh anything high purity uh, the portable exchange di the reverse osmosis nanofiltration we do uh the di on site as well uh, commercial, industrial, softening, filtration, anything but wastewater. We if it's if it's filtering a inline carbon filter at a coffee house all the way to forty two inch portable exchange DI two hundred gallon per minute RO in the oil field. And what's unique about your territory? I think you've just mentioned it there. You do some oil field work. We do um, oil field to dialysis to laboratory to manufacturing chemical production. We, we cover it all. 
Yeah, we did a fish camp even. Yes, yes, and and the fish camp on the river. So your territory, what would that encapsulate? I mean, how far? Well, we're of course we're centrally located in in Jackson, Mississippi, is where our office is, and our service territory would cover the entire state of uh, Mississippi, the entire state of Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, half of Tennessee, and East Texas. That is our service territory. We do work beyond that, but that is just what we cover as far as men and trucks doing work. It's a big area. I was just thinking back in my former life, uh, we would do, see, because we were in the Northeast so it was New York to Washington, D.C., which is a gazillion people and a gazillion uh, customers. So we didn't really have to travel that far. So sounds like you got to travel pretty dang far. Well, when you live in a state that the entire population is less than the uh, metro area of Dallas-Fort Worth, you got to travel far to get to business. So what would you say is your, your biggest challenge in that territory? Maintaining the trucks, keeping trucks on the road, paying for the fuel, and and getting to the customer in a timely manner. It can be can be challenging to get to them in a timely manner. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that because do you do some? I think you did some dialysis, right? So I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like jump how high? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's it's almost like you separate that portion of your business away from every other portion of business. And it takes its own special little, you know, operations. Oh yeah, of course. That is a, a big, big part of it. So, I mean, your, your challenge is being of recent is even fuel prices. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Fuel prices and the cost of, of the trucks. I mean, I've, we've gone, just purchased a new truck and it cost me like $30,000 more than one I bought just two years ago for the same truck. It's almost like, how do they expect me to survive? I mean, it's unbelievable how the cost of things have gone up here in the last year or two. It's been exponential. We don't know when it's going to stop. So you, you do mostly commercial work. Right. Commercial, industrial, medical. We don't do any residential. So what is the water quality like? in your whole territory. It's completely different in different areas, and, and that's you know, how big a challenge is that for your RO plant? It's not much of a challenge for our DI setup as much as customers understanding the difference. They don't understand, hey, I've got this area here. You've got DI tanks over here. They last this long. Why don't they last this long over here? Or how come this is like this? And it's You run the gamut with this territory. We have water that can be six, seven, eight thousand micromole swamp salt water to up in Arkansas, you've got twenty micromole city water. And it's just that's that's what we deal with. So it's it's always a challenge because you can't just cookie cutter a water system. You have to know the water condition it's going into, even if it's a simple filter, you gotta know. Yeah, and that's you teaching your guys to do the same thing to present that to the customer. The general population, the maintenance man at, at the manufacturer doesn't understand everything we do is not a mechanical system. Most it's a chemistry 
It's chemistry. It's a chemical system. And if your chemistry gets off, it could be different at different times of the year at the same place, and they'll get all upset or something's not working. Well, no, your water's changed. It's different now. You're on surface water, so you're going to be blowing at the wind with the drought season, the rain season, you know, the, pro- the, the, the water plant doing something different with their chemical. You're at their mercy. So it's going to be different. You may have a higher, you know, silt content this time of year. You may have more calcium in your water because they're doing, you know, lime softening or whatever. It's just, you know, and, and trying to get someone who doesn't understand water to know that that RO will operate different at different times of year. You know, it's, it can be fun. Yeah, especially if they have employee turnover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm dealing with that right now. You get that customer that's asked you, you know, everything about the water system and six months later, someone else takes the position and they didn't bother to tell that person. So they come back, hey, what are we doing this? What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, I've already told you. Yeah, it's a big, big challenge. So you try to educate the guy, your customer as best you can. You try without offending them, without offending their intelligence. You, you try to explain, because I learned a long time ago how not to do it. So it is interesting. You you just try to explain. And most of the time, they're very generous. People are very understanding. Yes, I know I don't understand this. Thank you for explaining it to me. But you still be careful how you explain things because there are some people that think they know everything. Yeah, that goes with the territory. But you're not dealing with homeowners. At least you can choose your uh, your guy. That is such a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. There's a lot of challenges for the retail people out there. But in your industry, you can't screw up. That's the thing. What's the difference of people getting into commercial, industrial, and deionization is a quantum leap uh, to do what you do. It's a huge capital outlay, right? I mean, it's a constant capital outlay. It is. You're constantly buying tanks and resin that take years to pay back. It's not a one-to-one, buy the equipment, sell it, make your profit. It's buy the tanks, buy the resin. In 10 years, you depreciate it and hopefully made a profit. So back to the, the trucks. I mean, you're running mostly diesel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gas can't hold up. They just don't. No. To the to the weight. Right, and and the, and the long hauling, they just can't hold up. And the fuel mileage on a gas truck, just it would eat us up. Yeah, the weight, the GVW, and all that. Yeah, so a lot of my guys, their utility bodies, they went back to gas, and then a lot of the other ones were on diesel. Then we'll be able to put all the big battery packs in there. You can run batteries. So. <laughs> Maybe down the road. But yeah, maybe down the road, but not in Mississippi. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and your gas prices, I think, are pretty cheap down there. Yeah, relative to the rest of the of the country, we are on the low end spectrum on that. It doesn't make it any better when it used to be a third of the price just two years ago. But, yes, I mean, so I saw California was, gosh, six and a half, seven almost a gallon. That's just Unbelievable. So we've all had these supply chain issues. Uh, I know you. it's up to your supplier to have the supply chain issues. Yes. Wink, yes. wink. Yes, supplier. Wink, wink. And, uh, and tanks have been uh, big. That's your bread and butter. Tanks and resin. I think the resin hasn't been an issue. But, I mean, how are you finessing your other supply chain issues? 
what I have seen for the most part, fittings, I haven't had much of a problem with pipe and fittings, um, PVC, you know, we use a lot of PVC pipe and fittings. Have not had a tremendous amount of issue with that or the, the high purity packs we use. But the tanks, like you mentioned, are horrible to try to get in. It's awful. Uh, pumps are, have been, I've had a terrible time with several manufacturers on pumps. There's one that can get them to me pretty quick, but the couple of the major players in the pump industry, I take six to eight months to order a pump to get it. Also for membranes. I mean, some manufacturer membranes, I can get it pretty quick, but the, there's been some out there because I do a lot of nano filtration units, which is very similar to an RO. It's just a nano membrane instead of, a, instead of an RO membrane. And it can be up to four or five months per order getting some of those in. So it depends on the manufacturer. So that's, and the resin in the beginning was tough, but now that, that seems to have kind of smoothed this way back out. Yeah, it has. We've noticed that cation, remember when cation was short, now it's just fine. And trucks, I mean, even though they're, they're you know, costing me hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they used to, trucks, terrible trying to get a truck. When I talked to both my dealers, Ford and Chevy, they were, yeah, we, well, they're not going to open the orders again until November, and you'll get it at the end of next year. I don't know how they survive. I mean, you think we have our challenges, and you could imagine being that uh, Chevrolet dealer. I walked in there, and their shoulders slumped. Yeah, so those have been some of my biggest challenges is trucks, tanks, uh, resin in the beginning, pumps. Pumps are a terrible challenge. And, you know, of course, you know control valves. My goodness. If you don't happen to have a stock of control valves, hey, get ready for six-month lead time. Yep. But then it becomes, for everybody out listening and nodding their heads, it's like, well, you try to keep inventory, but you can't get inventory. But then your inventory sells out, then you're back in the same spot. And you don't wish an economic slowdown because you're in for survival. You want to keep this engine flying. And, but then you're the deep inside of you, the dark side of you saying, well, we need a slowdown. Oh, no, we don't. I don't want one. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And um, especially we got bills and employees and things like that. It's, it's crazy. And the other biggest challenge you just recently had was – the city of Jackson shut down their water supply for an ultra pure water guy. <laughs> how, how tell everybody out there, just like everybody listening, you think you have it bad? <laughs> Could you imagine you? Yes, the infrastructure in city of Jackson is appalling. We this is and the thing is, it's just kind of made national news, but this has been going on for some time. We have, starting probably six years ago, seven years ago, we had really, really hard freeze and during the winter, and it burst a, a, quite a few pipes. The following year, we had another incident, the same thing, and the city of Jackson just can't respond to maintaining their system. All of the major hospitals in the city have currently set up and drilled their own well system and gotten off the city of Jackson water because they cannot rely on it. That'll tell you something. It's, it's, we, we've gone a month, month and a half with a bull water warning because they can't keep the water working. 
in this last go round. It's it's embarrassing, to be honest with you. I mean, here you are, most developed country in the world, and you're suffering through, you know, water purification company hospitals are suffering through this this uh, horrendous shortage. I mean, this infrastructure just blows up. And had it not been the the forward thinking of the hospitals in the city of Jackson, this could have been a major crisis. But because the major hospitals in the city have their own water systems, they were able to maintain a healthy environment for their patients. Had they not done that, I could imagine this has been much worse. How do you get over stoppages or outages? We were blessed. We, we of course, our plant set up. We run RO units to pre-treat all the water for the DI so we have good, clean water, filters, RO, you know, and we have a booster pump to maintain pressure to run everything. We were only down a few days personally here because our booster pump would just suck the pipe dry. So we plan ahead. We have storage tanks we get pre-filled when we know we're going to have an event, which we have at least one, one or two events a year here in the city of Jackson. So we'll have, you know, several, several thousand gallons of water stored to be able to operate a day or two, get a bunch of stuff regenerated, get a bunch of stuff ready, have the tanks filled and have it to where we do minimal water usage during those times. And we'll run the booster pump for as long until the pipe starts to collapse and we shut it down. That's kind of how we do it. Now, my intentions and what I'm working on is a new facility in a different city that's never had their water system go down in the last hundred years. Do you use any like a software program, does scheduling, or you just have someone inside? Well, it used to be me all the time, and I had some four by seven index cards and three ring binders that I had everything in. We've been playing with that here recently. We've just got a new one where it started this summer trying to get it up and going. We never used to, but in the last couple of years, we've been trying to find one because it's just too hard to keep up with now. We've increased in size in the last three or four years just exponentially, so it's very, very hard to deal with. But so, yes, yes, we've settled on a product. We're trying to get it to work for us. There's really nothing great that I have found out there for our industry. There's a lot of bottled water deliveries. There's a lot of delivery software in HVAC. A lot of it's geared towards HVAC type work. What they don't track very well is the recurring. Most of our work is pre-scheduled quarterly, monthly, bi-weekly, yearly visits. Probably a good 80 to about 80% of what we do is scheduled. It's, it's an existing customer. We go every three months, change their tanks every month, every two weeks. You know, we service them on a regular set schedule. Most of the routing software out there is for one and done. Joe Smith called in, go get them done. So-and-so called in, go get them done. Or once a year maintenance schedule. It's not the, the constant, you know, every two months you go here, every three months you go there. And, and one of the things we run into is, there's different things you do for those customers because in high purity, you have filters and UV lights, things like that. They don't all get serviced each time. You may change the tanks twice a year, and then once a year, you're going to change the UV bulb or that endotoxin filter in there. They don't track those very well because they're not designed to have a service schedule for one person to have different things different times of the year. It's thrown everybody off. 
when we've tried to uh, get that going. So, yes, we've settled on one. It's working okay. It's acceptable. You know, we're trying to get it to, to, to work better. So I mean, it's a challenge. I forget how we used to do it at uh, ResChem. Uh, I think it was the same way you said. It was just a grid. We didn't use any fancy software. It was just a scheduling software, just as, you know, it would pop up in a, what do you call that? There's an acronym for this, Bill. And my brain is, <laughs> it's uh, your your software management. Uh, well, anyway, customer software, and it would just pop up as a reminder. It was it. Then I can hear Denise screaming, it's an HOA or it's H-E-B. And I'm like, ah. But uh, yeah, we live in an acronym kind of world. But all right, cool. Well, I appreciate your time here and uh, give people a, another slice of how it's done and, you know, some seat of the pants wisdom and uh, expose them to, you know, the industrial end of things and, you know, in your world. Uh, so I do appreciate that. And I think Bill trusts the frog, right? And Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to trust the frog, yeah. Got to trust the frog. You've been a customer for a long time. A lot long, longer than than been a while. That's, been the frog, that's really yeah. how we met. Yeah, that's really how we met before the WQA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, still still cranking along the good old WQA. It is that I met I met some of my my best friends and customers through that organization. So there's a, I always give them a little boost. But uh, all right, well thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right, talk to you. Thank you.